Hello, welcome to the Monday, May 7th, 2018 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Indianapolis, Indiana. In the past, we had a couple of incidents where NPM, the Node Package Manager, didn't really look all that great, where it was possible, for example, to inject malicious code or worse, take over existing libraries. But that appears to be changing somewhat. At least last week, the NPM security team was able to remove a malicious library before it was actually included in any additional projects. One of the dangers of NPM, and that's actually common to most of these package management systems, is that once you have a malicious library and that's now being included as a dependency in other well-known libraries, that malicious code can pretty easily spread. So it's really important for the NPM security team to discover and eliminate malicious libraries quickly. The latest example are two packages that claimed to parse cookies. And now, just like in earlier cases, community members, so users of NPM, actually discovered the issue. And this package was already included in a fairly popular mail parser package. So the initial malicious package here was get cookies, but then two other packages, express cookies and HTTP fetch cookies depended on it. And then a third package, a mail parser, and that's actually the big one here. It's a quite popular package, did include HTTP fetch cookies. So anybody installing mail parser also installed the backdoor that was delivered via get cookies. Now, overall, of course, this is how sort of open source is supposed to work, that users are actually reviewing the code and then flagging either malicious or insecure code. It would, however, be quite nice, in my opinion, to have more proactive scanning, maybe some automated tools or so that will be able to find backdoors like this. And of course, the last few months, you probably heard a lot about GDPR, the European Privacy Directive that goes into effect in a little bit less than two weeks. Well, uh, there is another solution now, and actually a quite obvious one. A company called GDPR Shield is offering a service that will allow you to prevent access to your web application from Europe. So if you are typically not doing business in Europe, you may still expose yourself to GDPR if a European user is more or less accidentally registering on your website. On the other hand, if you're blocking these users and that doesn't affect your business, then that's obviously a pretty simple solution. Now, apparently it looks like a lot of other people are believing the same. The website for the company is actually currently down, apparently due to too much traffic. No surprise given that within the next 10 days or so that you have, uh, you probably can't really do much more than implement a service like this. And I had a couple of users comment on new Spectre flaws that were announced last week and I hadn't really covered them yet so far as part of this podcast. Well, pretty simple reason I didn't cover them yet. First of all, doesn't seem to be fundamentally different than what we had in the old Spectre flaws. 
The end result is still privilege escalation and given that the patches for the old Spectre flaws were a little bit hit and miss, so the threat landscape hasn't really substantially changed. There's also not a lot of detail about these new flaws yet, which I guess is good. You know, we first want to have Intel and AMD have some time to actually release some updates. But overall, this is not a surprise. The fundamental problem that processors are executing code that the developer didn't envision to be executed still remains and probably is going to cause us some headaches in the future. This is very similar to what we had with compiler optimizations. A lot of compilers have features that optimize code and in many cases this has led to security issues because code that wasn't really written quite efficient intentionally was optimized by the compiler. Now in compilers we have switches to turn off some of these features but of course we don't have this in CPUs. Maybe the final result of all of this will be that we will get switches like this for CPUs that allow developers to disable certain optimization features while security relevant code is running. Well and that's it for today so thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.